Hey everybody, welcome to the Knife Drop Podcast. I've recorded a bunch of different segments, mini podcasts if you will, all revolving around film, TV, and other entertainment and fun stuff. Every episode will have three of these segments, and you might never know which. I'm your host, Rob Matsushita, and welcome to the Knife Drop. A quick disclaimer, a few of these segments will be presented out of sequence uh, from when we recorded them. Uh, So we might refer to things you haven't heard yet. So this is our first episode, which coincides with the release of Mill Creek Entertainment's Sharkbait disc set. So uh, we're going to do a special All Sharks All the Time episode, or as I have been advised against calling it, a Sharkisode. We'll have an interview with Sean C. Phillips, a.k.a. Cool Duder, about the Sharkbait collection and his role in it, and we'll visit my horror movie buddies in our Terror Tuesday segment, but first, it's time to talk to my old pal, Big Slim McGroovy, film curator and adventurer. Some movies never see the light of day. Some are only heard about in rumors. One man will risk life and limb to find them all. That man is Big Slim McGroovy. everybody. Uh, I uh, apologize if there's any difference in uh, audio quality here, but I'm talking once again with our friend Big Slim McGroovy. Uh, how's it going, Big Slim? Uh, it, it's all right. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can. I, I can I can hear you. Okay. Where, now, you were talking to me. How? Where? Where are you? Well, I'm not sure at the moment. I can't even see land from where I am. I, I'm on a satellite phone uh, out in the ocean. Oh, boy. Uh, there are, uh, I'm, I'm surrounded by, by sharks at the moment. I'm keeping them at bay, but uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I am right now. Well, it's amazing that your call was to me and not the Coast Guard. Uh, I mean, it must be important. Well, uh, it is. I, I mean, I, I take my my work very seriously, and mm-hmm. um, just my current surroundings put me in mind of uh, one of the movies that I worked on. Oh, really? What, what movie is that? Uh, well, there was a, a movie from uh, 1978 called Mandibles. Oh, Jiminy. I've never heard of this movie. Um, uh, very so, few people have. Well, who's, who's in this film? Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, some, some of my favorites that I worked with. Uh, Billy Zollenchrist. Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Susie Forrester. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, uh, and Gil Gerard. Oh, my God. Buck Rogers. A- absolutely. Buck Rogers himself. You got that right. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I think it may have been. Well, you know what? Now that you mentioned it, there may have been a reference to this in one episode of Buck Rogers, but I don't. I don't. I don't. At any rate, uh, well, geez, where'd you find this movie? Funny story. Um, I I was not aware that any copies had survived, but it really inspired in me to do some real life shark hunting. And when I, I cut open the belly of the beast that I caught, lo and behold, the reels came spilling right out. Wow! Just right, right out, right out. So th- just. 10 35 millimeter reels of film just came spilling out of a shark yeah, absolutely uh, well Mo, there were I think there was one reel missing but the the essence of the mm. film uh. is there um, I don't know if that was some sort of revenge scheme on the part of the shark you did not like the way it was portrayed or if it was simply a you know a crime of opportunity but but it does appear to have devoured the entire film, and I was glad to have recovered it. Now, I've never heard of this, but I did see, now I know where I've seen this name before, because I was uh, IMD being uh, screenwriter and show creator M.R. Pine, uh, who did uh, Joey Space in the Future Patrol, and I think he referred to, like, 
Mob Smasher in the early 60s, and he wrote this movie? He did, yeah. Yeah, it was an early effort on his part. I, I think it holds up beautifully. But yeah, he was, in fact, the, the screenwriter of this of this picture. Wow, wow. I mean, he, he did a lot of work, I know, during the 60s and 70s, but then he like kind of abruptly disappeared before the 80s began. Whatever happened to that guy? You know, I've, I've wondered that myself. There were rumors of some uh, mental health issues, a uh, mm-hmm. you know, nervous breakdown of some sort. He may be in an institution somewhere. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know, but I, I reached out to all my connections, and I have not been able to find the man. Right, and you might only have the only copy of this movie on your your boat. This your boat that you have right now. Right now, yeah, it's uh, well, it's it's a dinghy of sorts. I, I oh my god, I had a bit of a disagreement with the uh, with the crew that ran the actual boat, and um, oh, let's call it mutual agreement. I was asked to leave uh, the larger boat, uh, and I've been left to fend for myself uh, in in this dinghy. Uh huh. Wow, so it's just you and the dead shark carcass and, uh, like, nine to ten reels of film and, I, I presume, a projector. Um, yeah, you know. well, you know, I do try to bring the basics with me. I, I, I like to have certain amenities uh, when I travel. So, yeah, I do have um, a, a projector and a, and a generator and a few personal favorite films, uh, some toiletries, things of that nature. Well, I mean, I guess I should, you know, get to, uh, you know, like how you're surviving, how you plan to get home, where you got the sat phone from. But honestly, I just want to know about this, about this movie. What, what, what was this called again? It's called... Uh, it's called Mandibles. What is Mandibles about? You, you may think there's some similarities. Uh, it, to be fair, it was, uh, Jaws really hit the scene in a big way, and, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a desire to to capitalize on that success. So it right. is. Um, others have called it a ripoff. I don't. I don't care for that term. I think oh. we we'll put our own uh, spin on it. But it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the same vein, shall we say, as uh, as Jaws. Oh. So what was the spin that uh, you guys put on it? In this case, there's a riverboat gambling operation. So it's. Well, let's say not entirely legal gambling operation on a riverboat mm-hmm. that encounters uh, a pair of sharks. Mm. Right there, that's different. That's not a ripoff. That's very. That's different from Jaws. There's two. It's like a, two sharks. It's like they're buddy sharks, kind of. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, they mm. have sort of a rapport with each other, but very much against uh, the folks on the boat, and they um, then the sharks. As, as sharks will do, uh, start murdering everybody. Oh, so there's this, there's, there's, I assume because of Jaws, it's like they're both, what, great white sharks? Uh, what one of them is, um, and one is a hammerhead shark. Oh, that's which, different. Uh, well, it's a very, it's a different visual. Uh, yeah. Would look great on a poster. Right. It promotes diversity amongst shark, amongst the shark community, which I think is actually pretty progressive for 1978 uh, well yeah I, I think that it is it's a an overlooked species shall we say mm-hmm. now you are actually in this movie I am it uh, it, it was a, a bigger role than I usually got to play um, uh-huh. I play a, a shark hunter named Quattro uh, oh uh, oh okay yeah. uh, uh, who happened to be on this uh, on the boat gambling sort of an inveterate uh uh gambler who mm-hmm. whose reputation was known and so when the shark attack started happening he was brought in for advice uh in one in one scene 
I famously advised them that if they wanted to hunt the sharks, uh, they would need a smaller boat. Oh yeah, because it's a river. Because they have to. That's their. Uh, it's a river boat. I get it. All right. Right, so. right. It's not ideal. It's not ideal for for shark hunting. Um, nor, yeah. nor by the way, is is the dinghy. I, I would recommend something in between those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're so so there's an illegal gambling riverboat uh, deals with these sharks through where? Where's the location of this? Uh, well, I mean, it's there was not a big budget to work with. Uh, right. We spent time traveling through some very large. Um, well, there's sewer lines, really. It's wastewater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it lent itself well to sort of a. Uh, the horror atmosphere uh, that we were going for. We did not Ooh. need uh, to build sets and whatnot, we, but we're in these giant sewer lines, uh-huh. um, which also, you know, again, heightened the tension because it's an enclosed space Oh yeah. Um, where there was not a lot of room to get away from, from these vicious, vicious uh, sharks. Wow, this actually sounds pretty cool. And where was this shot? Was this uh, an American production, or did you guys go overseas? Or uh... you know, uh, for for legal purposes, we were not told uh, where we were. Uh, oh, we were at sea for some time. I can tell you that, other than uh, Gil and Billy and and Susie and I, I don't think anybody else that worked on this film spoke English. Oh wow! Uh, so was it Italian, or were they? Uh... Was it uh, Bulgarian or uh, Yugoslavian? I know that a lot of those guys would have been working at the time. I mean, uh, the, you know, it sounded Eastern European to me. Um, I I couldn't tell you for sure. I know I saw name tags with with uh, lots of consonants. Uh huh. Well, all right. Well, have we seen any of this movie? Would any of this movie have made it to the mainstream at all? Well, I mean, the the clip that that you would probably see on YouTube has got. A uh, real following. It's a scene where I, I tell what is known as the Indianapolis story. Oh, oh, wow! So this is like straight up. So you're, are you modeled after, after like the, I assume you're modeled after the Robert Shaw character from Jaws, like you know that they, you know, like. Uh, uh, well, I, I certainly took some inspiration um, mm-hmm. from Mr. Shaw, more based on his uh, performance in The Sting. Oh, uh, well, okay. And what oh. I'm doing is I'm telling a story that. Um, it actually came from my personal life. Um, mm. I had seen a production of West Side Story uh, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and um, because I was a big fan uh, of the New York Jets football team, I was wearing a Jets sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the fellas that played Sharks in that particular production took offense uh, at my Jets paraphernalia. Uh, and they attacked me out, outside the theater, so I tell the story in very dramatic fashion, as if it was my character uh, ah. that was attacked by sharks in Indianapolis. Man, and I'll tell you, you'll you'll never wear a Jets jacket again. Uh, uh, not in Indianapolis, I won't. That's for sure. Wow. Okay. Whew. So why haven't we heard of this movie? This sounds awesome. Uh, you know, I, I felt that it was awesome. I really think it deserved an audience, but. Um, uh, well, it's probably not a surprise to, for you to hear that a a gambling operation uh, had some some shady types, some uh, organized crime figures, if you will. Uh, I I don't think I entirely want to know the way they motivated uh, or or dissuaded 
the producers of the film, but my understanding is they played an active role in uh, in putting the kibosh on releasing this particular film. Oh, well, that is just too bad. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, yeah, it was River Road Gambling would have been illegal in 1978. And, it, uh, it was. So I think it. I think there was a concern that it would bring unwanted attention to their profit center. Oh, boy. Jeez. So, uh, boy, I mean, I've got so many other questions to ask you. Like, you know, about, I guess, how are you doing out there? How's it looking with the sharks and the dinghy? Uh, and the... They've, they've, they've been getting closer. Uh, this, this whole time we've been talking, there there are a few uh, dorsal fins uh, circling me at the moment. Oh, goodness. Um, uh, I don't know. I, now that I have uh, recovered the contents... Uh, of the one I was able to kill, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I throw him back in, it will appease them. At the moment, oh. they appear to be very unhappy with me, however. Okay, well, don't throw him the movie. Uh, that that seems no, to really make oh, him no, upset I, that first time. Absolutely, no. I, I, will, I will hold that dear. I will protect it with my life. Yeah, I, I, think, it, I, I think it may come to that. Well, I, I mean, geez, I, I, I hope this is not the end of, of, of uh, Big Slim McGroovy. Oh no! I made a sooner stuff than that, but ah, uh, I yeah. Uh, oh my! They they are getting closer. Uh, oh I, oh boy! There's a hole in the there's a hole in the thingy. Eliza, uh, Eliza. Yes, right. <laughs> I am taking on a considerable amount of water. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. I'm walking back. Do you when I can. Okay, well, oh, good luck. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, 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 that doesn't sound good. Oh, that doesn't sound good at all. Boy. Well, he'll probably be back again next week with absolutely no explanation as how he survived that. Goodbye, everybody. Big Slim may be a fictitious character created by Alan J. Hart and Rob Matsushita. Hey, quick plug. If you live in the Twin Cities area, and if you plan on going to the Minnesota Fringe Festival, which might be a couple of big ifs for you, I have a play coming up. Uh, yes, I write plays. And this one is about four friends who go to the world's most obnoxious escape room and discover that to beat that game, they have to answer terrible personal questions about themselves. That's Escape This, a comedy written by me, Rob Matsushita, directed by Joe Hendren, starring Ankita Ashrit. Hannah Backey, Kyle Doherty, Christy C. Johnson, and Ryan Vaness, performing at Ritz Theater, 345 13th Avenue Northeast in Minneapolis, Friday, August 2nd, 7 p.m., Saturday, August 3rd, 8.30 p.m., Sunday, August 4th, 1 p.m., Wednesday, August 7th, 10 p.m., Sunday, August 11th, 5.30 p.m. Tickets are available at minnesotafringe.org right now, unless you're listening to all of this after all those dates I just said, in which case, uh... I'm sorry, you uh, missed it. I'll write another one. And now, it's time for our next segment. Every Tuesday, my friends and I get together and watch a randomly chosen horror movie. What movie is it? Even we won't know. But it'll be terrifying. Everybody, we're back for another Terror Tuesday, and we're having a very special uh, night here because we had a full house here tonight. In mm-hmm. addition to uh, 
in addition to Jen, as usual, and myself, Hi. Uh, Jen's husband, Joe, our new friend, Buck, and now we have Jason. Hi, guys. Everybody say hello. I'm, I'm actually an old friend, not a new friend. Well, a new yeah. friend to the podcast. Well, a new friend to the podcast, that's true. Right. Also, I don't know if, she, if she's going to do anything, but uh, Dottie, our Terror Twos dog, is also here. The Terror Twos dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Oh, she's struggling out of my arms. Okay. <clears throat> At any rate, the, the movie that we watched today was a movie that uh, Buck uh, was in. Buck, what is that movie? That movie is the sci-fi original classic... Shark Swarm. Woohoo! One more thing. A heavy dose of this, combined with a lack of fish, could inexorably alter the food chain and trigger a hunting craze among these sharks. Possibly multi swarm. I love that it's not just sharks doing a thing. We did this to ourselves, right. America. We watched. All two hours and forty-seven minutes of Shark Swarm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you know what? We've had worse times with ninety-minute movies. Yeah, and the sharks That's true. did it was... swarm. Ah! Yeah. And it they it did. wasn't boring. There no. was a lot of padding, but but there were, the sharks still attacked somebody like every five minutes. They kept yeah. it. So it was pretty well really paced. But yeah. the actors that padded the film were okay. Yeah. yeah. Armando Asante. Find another angle. You know, people have a price. You know, I have a price. You have a price. He has a price. I pay a premium for your price, in fact. Well, your job is to find me. There's some names there, yeah. John Schneider, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Um, who else was in? There's somebody else. Oh, F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. F. Murray yeah. Abraham. Academy though Award he, winning actor. He, yeah, to F. Murray tell Abraham. the truth, he's just barely in the movie. Yeah. All of his scenes take place on a college campus miles and miles away from all the actual action of the film. Yeah. But. Uh, no, that's awesome because he could tell where they were. That's right? true. He was following the sharks on satellite. Yeah. Yes. And good news, Splash devotees, Daryl Hannah does swim. And Though, unfortunately, she doesn't turn back into a mermaid when she hits the salt water. No, no. I was waiting for that. I was kind of hoping. That must yeah. be Atlantic salt water. She yeah. yeah. That's, she's she's a very specific. This conversation is over. Because of Armand Asante, who's an evil land developer... Evil. evil land developer, real estate guy. I don't know. He's just an evil. It's not sure. I'm not sure why he had access to the toxic waste in and, the beginning. And why he's just dumping it. Sludge. Sludge. It's toxic I'm, sludge. I mean, toxic the sludge. To, okay, the, the toxic sludge, spoiler alert, is what makes the sharks swarm. Right. That it makes them very aggressive and gives them like, like a hive or pack mentality. Right. So, and, that, so and it makes the sharks attack people. And it's all different kinds of sharks. Yeah. That's true. Uh, much like in the film The Birds, which there's a reference oh, to during yeah. the course yeah. of the film. Uh, a very obscure reference. Well, they, they, they mention Bodega Bay, which is where the birds took place and was filmed. Yeah. 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 I need you to go to the power plant and shut that valve off. We just can't shut it off. And how are we supposed to dump that close to shore? People will see. Doesn't matter. Lux has an inspector from the EPA coming in sometime next week. We can't afford to have anybody see what's going on down there. That plant's supposed to be closed. Have you seen how much of that stuff is pumping through the pipe? He dumps toxic waste in the bay. Mm. 
Which makes no sense if he's trying to open a luxury resort on that same bay, because you'd think that that alone exactly. would yeah. would would kind of spoil the place for the tourist trade. But the, but yeah. you know those evil land developers, they won't listen to anything. So right, right. and so. I'm I'm getting yeah. I mean, it's the only thing in the movie that doesn't make any sense. Really, right. But um, <laughs> so yeah, and it's pretty much just that the sharks swarm every time somebody falls into the water. Like a zillion sharks show up and super murder that person. Yeah. And, it's and then they go away in between. Yeah, and then they go away. They're never there again until somebody else falls into the water. Right. And then they just appear out of nowhere. They're on the call. CG footage of those sharks uh, is shown to us, and then we see the person flailing, and then we see blood surface to the yeah. to the water. But I have to say, the CGI wasn't bad. It was not that bad. No, no, it, no. it was overused. The shots bad. they had were overused. Yeah, but. they they had. I think the idea is they spent all their money on a certain amount of because really, where where CGI has a tendency to like rack up the rack up the dollars is in the rendering time. But mm-hmm. since they used the same footage of the sharks like every single yeah. time. Every yeah. Single time yeah. Like they had the same great great white uh, model that they just like repeated sometimes in the same shot several times. Yeah, that all the sharks looked identical in yeah. places. The... Yeah, it's practically a filmation animation film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at times with the with the amount of with, with the amount of cheating and uh, and redoing that there was. So uh, so that's basically. I mean, I don't know that we necessarily need to, to summarize the movie any more than that. Well, honestly. just that John Schneider and Daryl Hannah are the heroes yeah. trying to stop the development. And and John Schneider's character's brother has these pulse guns that oh, that emit an electronic guns. pulse that makes the sharks confused or confused something? or something i was never yeah, really it messes with their sonar swarm right. for a little bit right right yeah. my favorite thing is that they they managed to do that like they they pulse gun out of those sharks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like... <laughs> it's it's kind of like the end of Rear Window where they're blinding Raymond Burr with flash bulbs. Right. It only yeah. lasts temporarily, but but it, it gets... It works while they're... It's effective enough. Yeah. But the yeah. characters yeah. forget that it works temporarily and just decide, well, it's, that's a job well done. Yeah. We're all fine. And one year later, we're still all fine, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I love the, that there was a, that, uh, when the sharks finally do appear, more than one group of people has to meet in the water. One, one group for baptism purposes. Right. Brothers and sisters, we are blessed with yet another beautiful day. A gift from our benevolent Lord. There's an entire Sunday school class getting mass baptized in the ocean. Right, and then also because that. the evil developer is having a big speech. Right, and that's where I am. And that's where you are. That's where you're yes. seeing it. If you don't have the will, the infinite will, and the compassion, and the patience that you people have shown me. Oh, hey, hey. oh, oh my God, that was a close-up. Can you... <laughs> And see, I turned to look at the person next to me. Like, that was like, that was a choice I made. Yeah. You, made you made plans to come down to the. Yeah, we'll see. I had I had my whole backstory. No. And, and there are a bunch of random scuba divers that, and. And about 20 or 30 scuba divers die over the course yeah. of the movie, and or yet like nobody ever gets sailors. panicked about that. That uh, you mentioned you you mentioned during the movie that like 
uh, the the essentials or extras, depending on uh, how we want to call that, how we want to go with that. The background performers. Yes. We're all invited to get killed by sharks. Well, yeah. At, at any points, they would they would say, does anybody want to uh, to volunteer to like be floating in an inner tube and be pulled under or or what have you? And I always volunteered, but they never they never chose me. There were, there were a lot of extras there. There was there were good 50, 60 extras there. How many days you work on this? It was a five day shoot, and we were there in Paradise Cove, which is right by Malibu. Mm-hmm. So it was the best ex- extra job I think I had in the in the year and a half that I did extra work. Right. And you were very, very prominent. You were like I was, I was, extra. I was part of a crowd yeah. that's there to to witness the the ribbon cutting on the. On the new luxury seaside resort, yeah, and and I'm there being attentive and and then saying, oh no, there are sharks. Yeah, you, you and <laughs> you met the sharks, and you met the one, the only, Mambo Kings, I the jury, Armand Desante. Armand Desante, I got to hang out with him. Yeah, how was he? Ah. He was cool. He was like telling us stories and and. Just hanging out. He was he was really cool to talk to. Ah, uh, you want him to be cool. And, and I did yeah. see John Schneider and Daryl Hannah from afar, uh-huh. but they weren't on my part of the pier. Ah. So so I That's never right. really got to hang those, out with those them. Yeah. Baptism people. Yeah. They <laughs> they were elsewhere in the water, so I never did get to hang out with them. But I got to hang out with Armand Desante. But we didn't mention the years of therapy that one. Oh, that oh, poor God. little girl. We need to talk what about we need to, to talk about through. how but, like okay, so there's a scene in the movie. Where there's a little girl who, like, there's this woman who's like... Oh, hey. a swimming class. Yeah, there's a swimming class. And she's like, I don't want to go in the water. I said, like, no, come on, walk back, walk into the water. I'm going to walk backwards in the water like people normally walk into the water. See? There's nothing to be afraid of. Just go in the water. And then all of a sudden, a million sharks show up and just murder the crap out of her, but leave her with enough time to, like, for the woman to, like, go, no, go back. And this girl... Run back. Right in and there's no one else. There's no one else there. No one The entire exists. rest of the class disappears at that right. moment. And exactly at that moment. Oh God! There you are, sweetie. Look at you. You're all wet. You can show off your new swimming skills at the beach party tomorrow morning. Then the mother shows up, like on a phone, like, "Come on, come on, it's time to go home. Got, gotta it's go home." She's like, "But the teacher was it? Mom, in the water. Heather, Mama's on the phone. Could you please go to the phone? Heather, I said hush." Ah, quit. Yeah. Oh, you're imagining yay. things again. You're yeah. imagining a complete three-dimensional mm. human being. So that's traumatic enough. Right. That she just saw her swimming teacher devoured by sharks right in front of her. Right. And then also her parents, like, for some reason, like, I don't understand why you're so afraid of the ocean. Just get in the water. Heather, I thought you wanted a beach party. Your mother said beach party, so I planned a beach party. Now you won't get off the beach? There is nothing to be afraid of out there. Come on. It's going to be fine. <laughs> And in order to make her deal with it, their solution is to put her on a raft right. and, oh, and, and basically set her off to sea. Yeah. There's a lifeguard that kind of, that kind of is drifting her out to, to the deep water. And then a million sharks show and up then and a million sharks show up and eat him. In front of her again. Again. And then they're like, oh, what happened to that lifeguard? I don't care. Yeah, you're making up straight. Come on, it's time to go home again. You see, honey? Wasn't so bad after all. Who's that lifeguard kid? That's the funny 
immediately, she doesn't even bother telling anybody at that point. She's just like, uh, what happened to the lifeguard? And she's mm. just like, uh, nothing. You wouldn't believe me. Uh, yeah. nothing. And I so, want to go in the water. Right. So then but she's then. then she's at the baptism thing, and everybody's going into the water. And the parents are like, come on, let's get in the water. And she's like, nah. What is it with you and the ocean? The monsters. The monsters are in your imagination. And the parents are like, no, come on, get in the water. Don't you worry? She's like, nah, I don't think so. Uh, nah, Fine. nah. You want to stay here, stay here. You'll be the only one left behind. Think how silly you look. Exactly. All right, fine, let's go. And this is the one time they give in when it's her soul at stake. Right. When, yeah, when, yeah, if she's, you're right. If she's unbaptized, she could spend the rest of eternity in limbo, okay? Uh, and and yeah. nobody wants that. Nobody wants but, that. But they're, they're like, okay, fine. Be, fine. A, be oh, an whatever. atheist. Whatever. Yeah. Be a heathen. Yeah. yeah. The best is... She gets to... Then when the sharks do attack, as they inevitably do, amazingly, the parents get out okay. And she looks them right in the face. And she goes, I told you so. I told you yeah. so. That little girl rocks. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it. That was Shark Swarm. That, all, that was all nearly three hours of Shark that, Swarm. Yeah. Two hours and 40. That, there was a, yeah. For yeah. A they could. They could so have gotten that in under two hours. I oh, think they could have easily. Used Somebody on YouTube has posted like the entire thing, but they sped it up enough to fit it into like an hour and ten minutes, oh, which is about okay. right. Yeah. I think that would be. A, yeah. I think that's exactly the length that it really should have been. I don't mm. necessarily. This doesn't necessarily have to be like Herman walks the, the sharks. There were so many <laughs> subplots. Yeah, the, there, there was the daughter, and she's in love with yeah. a surfer. Right. And, and you'll notice we've them. mentioned none of them. And that's Daddy telling us it's time. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for uh, Terror Tuesday again. And off to the next segment. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. We're about to enter a world where all of the Beatles songs just have fish have puns. <laughs> it's yesterday, too. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am speaking through the magic of the internet. Um, Sean C. Phillips, a.k.a. Cool Duder. Um, hi, Sean, first of all. Hello. Hey, how you going? How's it going? Hey. Uh, it's going all right. No, you are on YouTube under under uh, the name Cool Duder, uh, where you review movies and dvds and such you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah i pretty much like uh every tuesday i go out and uh go to like the stores like best buy target walmart Mm -hmm. sometimes thrift stores and stuff but mainly go out and kind of show uh in stores like what are the new releases what are the exclusives that came out Mm -hmm. if there's a steel book that came out and then at the end of my video Every week I review new stuff. So like mm-hmm. new stuff from you guys, from Mill Creek titles, mm-hmm. uh, basically lots and lots of different companies and just kind of review and give my uh, thoughts on them. And I've been right. doing like the reviews on YouTube. I think one of the earliest people to ever like show uh, DVDs on YouTube, I think I started in like 2007, something like that. So I've like, mm-hmm. been doing it for years now. Well, we're, you know, today is kind of uh, shark day. Here on the Knife Drop podcast, and I believe we've got a new collection. Um, Mill Creek's got a new collection. I think it's the Shark Bait collection. Yes. Um, yes. Are you are are you familiar with this collection? I am because it actually includes a movie that that I'm in called Ghost Shark. What which the? Is, yes, and it's and it's finally Ghost Shark is finally coming to DVD in America because it's. I, I I was kind of wondering will this movie ever come out because it's come out in all the other countries but never America. 
Mm-hmm. And you guys are finally putting it out. Why don't you tell me what, what is Ghost Shark? Tell me what Ghost Shark is. It's I'm basically so though, <laughs> it's basically like about a shark that's like that was killed and comes back to life and is kind of haunting and messing with the whole town. And that this shark though, in any type of water, it can appear. Like there's like a, a meme of it that I've seen for years that people spread around of this uh, kid going on a slip and slide, and then at the mm-hmm. end of the slip and slide is a shark. So like mm. if there's a little bit of water, the shark can get you on a slip and slide. Uh, mm. Someone has a little glass of water. The shark can be inside of the water and then you drink the shark down. And the shark <laughs> comes out, comes out, it comes out of your body and, and it like eats you from the inside out. Um, it's, and, and like me, the shark comes after me in a pool. I'm just swimming in a pool in a pool party and it, and it gets me there. Mm. Oh man, like glass shark from uh, from the McElroy brothers. Um. Yeah, so no matter where you go, if if there's any form of water, you're not safe. So that that mm-hmm. that so it's basically can get in anywhere. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm so excited to. I mean, I'm, we're clearly gonna have to watch this on Terror Tuesday. That's a thing we're gonna have to do. You know. So how do you, how did you get involved with Ghost Shark? Well, I worked on um, the company before a year before I did Ghost Shark. Uh, a movie called Ghostquake, which you guys released that in a, po- a four-in-one apocalypse collection uh-huh. uh, a month or two back. And um, I worked with them. And then right when that aired, they messaged me. We're like, oh, we're doing this shark movie. We'd love to have you come out and do this uh-huh. part in it. So that was kind of how I did it. Uh-huh. And it was like um, all this crazy stuff in there of me riding. This because this, I used to be really heavy. I used to be 450 pounds. Mm. So this was when I was a really heavy guy doing these things. Mm. So I'm like riding a jet ski and like, <laughs> and I'll tell you, that was an interesting thing because if I fell off of the jet ski, I couldn't get back on it. So mm. I had to get out of the, we filmed it in this weird little, um, like a lake sort of thing in new Orleans. So I had to go and get all the way out of the water, get back on the thing. So it was a, it was an interesting situation. And right before that, there was a massive flood in new Orleans. So it was sort of like in the actual water that we had to go through in this lake, there was all sorts of limbs down and like things that had fallen into it. So you, I was tripping in it. And the worst thing though was right before I did it, the guy um, who was like the stunts guy said, now, Sean, just so you know, uh, I don't, I wouldn't worry, but there are actually bull sharks in this lake. They, <laughs> they, they, and he's, uh, so I, and I'm someone who's like pet terrified of actually going in the ocean because of sharks. Mm-hmm. Ever since I saw Jaws as a kid, I was scared oh, yeah. to death. So when they said that to me five minutes before I have to go out there, I was paranoid. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get eaten out by mm. a shark out in this water. And I was, and I kept on seeing little things like flipping around, like, probably fish swimming and stuff and little movement in the water. So I was paranoid. There's a shark near me. So it was, I didn't have to do much acting of looking freaked (laughs) out because I really was like, okay, hopefully a a bull shark doesn't get me in here. Mm. Now, how did they, now, is this something that they knew, they knew you from, uh, from your work on YouTube? Do they know you from, do they know you like personally before this? Like, um, Um, like the producer knew me, the producer knew me through, facebook mm-hmm. and then when i i sent him some of my stuff like like some acting things and stuff like mm-hmm. that and i auditioned for uh the uh ghostquake film mm-hmm. and then after that aired he just messaged me about this one and said if i was interested in doing it 
And so that was kind of how I got involved in this one was just through working with them before. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, flew me out to do that in New Orleans. And then that was a really fun time because it was like all kind of crazy situations and witnessing Mm -hmm. the stuff being filmed. And uh, they actually built to, even though it was a lot of CGI digital stuff, they built a practical shark and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a combination of both the way they did it. But the movie kind of had... Uh, it kind of had an unfortunate time of airing because it aired uh, about two weeks after Sharknado aired. Ooh, and yeah. so that was like when, you know, that kind of started the whole thing of crazy sharks. Right. And Sharknado was so insane. This aired right afterwards. So it was kind of like really tough for it to live up to what Sharknado was. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you come at the king, you best not miss, I guess. No, no, I know. You so know. it came in a really weird time. I was like, man, if only it aired before that. But no. no but still, yeah. luckily enough, it, because of that, though, more people watched it because everyone now is on this shark kick from Sharknado. It kind of right. started off this whole big thing. So, you know, like, so, you know, I'm looking up, I'm trying to look up exactly how many, which, what else is in this collection. So there's Ghost Shark. And then there's, let me see, there's Mississippi River Sharks, Ozark Sharks, Santa Jaws. Um, I feel like all these titles kind of speak for themselves. Uh, yeah, the- Swamp Shark featuring uh, Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Zombie Shark, which I feel is like an inevitable title. Uh, and then uh, as a bonus, Alligator Alley, um, because we just want to switch it up. Uh, by throwing, and Alligator throwing Alley, they filmed, they filmed that movie, I think like, five days after ghost shark was finished it was the same company so they did it like days after i remember they were talking about planning that movie out why that was finishing yeah i mean are they are these guys are they a lot of fun to work with who are they who are they maybe we should name them instead of just saying these guys it was a group (laughs) called um a group of guys called from um active entertainment and though Mm. one main guy there that i became friends with was griff first who you know his father was the late stephen first who was flounder in animal house yeah, and yeah. Uh, from one of my favorite TV shows, St. Elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, he um, also Griff acts and directs and produces and everything. And uh-huh. he was one of the main guys with that group over there. And they made a lot of different, uh, you know, shark movies and uh, haunted house movies and, a, uh-huh. and a bunch of different stuff. And are they based in New Orleans? Is that why you guys are always shooting there? Or Yeah, I think that's – I'm pretty sure they're based – that's their main home base, but a lot of them are out in LA, the producers and everything, but they fly out there Mm -hmm. to shoot the stuff. Well, thanks. uh, Thanks so much. And we're looking forward to the, uh, looking forward to the shark bait uh, collection. And I'm looking forward to finally, finally getting to see ghost shark. Uh, And now I feel like, and now having talked to you, I feel like I'm a little bit closer to it. It's not going to be just, a movie where uh, you know sharks, uh, where a ghost shark murders people. Now, it's a ghost shark murdering somebody uh, that I've had a delightful conversation with. Yes, and you see me riding a jet ski, which is an interesting, interesting sight. This it's it's weird. It's it's always weird when a movie that you've made like comes out like you know like I mean this is 2013. It says here. Yeah, so it's so it's, it's uh, to finally come out now. Which I'm yeah. so I was like always kind of because I was always getting messages. People always asking, "Is it ever going to come out on DVD or Blu-ray or anything?" I said, I, "I don't know. I'll I'll let you guys know." So I'm so glad that people are finally be able to see this. And also, there's so many other shark movies on there, 
as well. So you really could have a shark like marathon with this set. Yeah, and and that's you know that's kind of one of the fun things about the the Mill Creek box sets is that it kind of gives you a, a it's like a built-in themed movie night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at of course looking at the uh, you know over at the cast of it, and uh, the name that jumps out at me is Richard Mole. Is it Richard Mole? Is that like yes, Richard yeah, Mole from from, from, from Night Court and lots yeah. of like uh, lots and lots of stuff. Arguably the uh, best Harvey Dent from uh, the animated from Batman animated series. Oh yeah, uh, did you get, yeah, yeah. Did you get to meet uh, Richard Mole on the show? I did. Like we had, I think we had like one scene together when I was mm-hmm. there. So he he was cool. I, I I always he's one of those people you you really hope is really cool. You know? No, he, uh, he definitely he was. Yeah. Well, um, it's been great talking to you, Sean. Uh, thanks for all the information about, uh, you know, the upcoming box set. And, uh, you know, uh, this will not be the last time we speak. Um, I know for a spoiler alert, it will definitely not be the last time we speak. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us here on the Knife Drop Podcast. No problem. It was great talking to you. And that's it for this episode. Thank you to all of my guests for making this possible. Uh, Alan J. Hart, uh, this week's Terror Tuesday crew, Jen Wiener, Buck Hakes, Joe Wiener, Jason Kermanek, and Sean C. Phillips, who you can find on YouTube as Cool Duder. Special extra thanks to Michael Kedor and Barrett Evans from Mill Creek. The Knife Drop Podcast is sponsored by Mill Creek Entertainment and the Movie Spree Streaming Service. (laughs) 